Today's Parenting Great Kids podcast is brought to you by Hard Rock All-Inclusive Resorts. Book a stay at the all-inclusive Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Punta Cana, from July 2nd to July 6th. And on July 3rd, the Kids Bop Kids will be performing live in concert, followed by a meet and greet. Your stay will be jam-packed with daily activities where kids get to mingle with their favorite Kids Bop Kids with non-stop dance parties, pool parties, and more. For more information, visit hardrockhotelpuntacana.com. For 30-plus years, I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. This is episode number 105, and I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker. On this podcast, my co-host, Lizbeth Keene, stepped in for me at the mic for this interview. Our guests today are author and popular mommy blogger, Becky Thompson, and her mom, Susan Pitts. Together, they wrote a new devotional called Midnight Mom Devotional, 365 Prayers to Put Your Mama Heart to Rest. The interview was conducted in February this year at the NRB Radio Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. As always, I'll share my points to ponder so you can start using them right away. And remember, parents, don't just download the episodes, click subscribe, because then you are joining my parenting revolution and every new episode will automatically show up in your subscribe list. Remember, not only are we on iTunes, but the PGK podcast is also available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. So no matter where you get your podcast, subscribe today so that you won't miss a single episode. So parents, thanks for listening. This is episode number 105. Stay with us. I want you now to listen in on a conversation that my co-host, Lizbeth Keene, had with Becky Thompson and her mother, Susan Pitts. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Hello, everyone. I'm Lizbeth Keene, hosting today for Dr. Meg Meeker on the Parenting Great Kids podcast. I'm so excited you've joined us today because we're going to hear from two moms who are doing God's work in ministering to other moms. Becky Thompson and her lovely mother, Susan Pitts, are here with me today to talk about their new devotional, Midnight Mom. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank we're so you. excited. <laughs> we're excited to be here. We're it's excited great. to have you. Now, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording here and Midnight Mom, the devotional that you guys have just come mm-hmm. out with, it didn't come out of thin air. You guys started this somewhere else. Exactly. Why don't you tell me about that? So um, this is actually the fifth book that I've released, the first one that I've released with my mom. And um, so I had a Facebook page for my, as an author, you know, just a place where people can connect with you and find out mm-hmm. more about you. Yeah. But in that season of life, when I was writing and um, the first four books, uh, I noticed that I was up a, li- a lot at night. I was really tired. I had a brand new baby and I was under writing deadlines. And, you know, the reasons that I was awake might be different than the average mom, but sure. nevertheless, I was awake. Yeah. And so I would get online and I would do this quick little post that said, hey, is anyone else awake? Is, is anybody else up in the middle of the night? If so, where? What time is it? And what are you going through? Right. 
What I found was in the middle of the night, the things that moms are going through are not usually easy things. You know, things like I've got a sick kid, I have a little one with a fever. And so as that check-in grew, the midnight mom check-in grew, Mm -hmm. I thought this really needs its own place to live and be. And let's create the Midnight Mom devotional page on Facebook. So I would write a little devotion, something for moms who are up in the middle of the night to read as they were up in the middle of the night, just something to think about and then say, hey, what can we pray for you about tonight? The thing is, they really weren't there for what they could read. They were really there for the community and the prayer, which is how the Midnight Mom devotional community really grew into what it is today. At that time, because I was writing and doing so much work, I actually asked my mom. This is the secret we're kind of sharing a little bit. (laughs) Oh, it's going worldwide now. (laughs) (laughs) The secret is that I asked my mom to ghostwrite for me on that page. So mom was the heart and voice behind Midnight Mom Devotional for about a year and a half. Oh, wow. Contacting all of the women, um, messaging all of the people that, you know, would write in and answering all the replies and doing a lot of the writing and the praying. Wow. So being the lighthouse in the middle of the night. She was. And so it was really neat because one night, I'll, I'll let you tell this part of the story. I love it. You sat down and you like to describe your prayer room. So I'll let you describe oh, it. Oh, I love prayer to room. I'd love to hear about this. <laughs> so I live in a little street in a little town in Oklahoma. And I have a little house. And in the front of my house, I have a, a little room that I call my prayer room. I like to describe it so people can see it. Okay. I like to say that there's beautiful artwork on the walls from famous artists and my grandchildren. Oh. And there's books and Bibles stacked all around my chair. And books I love and books I plan to love someday when I can get a chance to read them. (laughs) I understand that (laughs) But I sit in that room and spend quite a bit of time in prayer because um, that's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. So one day I was in that room and I was praying and Becky had moved out to Los Angeles and the Midnight Mom... uh, page had just hit 20,000 and we were so excited. I bet. We were jumping up and down and I said, Becky, I was praying and I felt like the Lord showed me this beautiful picture of a number just going from 20,000 to 200,000. Mm. I said, sister, God is getting ready to do something amazing and I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then almost just one week later, some a simple, beautiful prayer about mamas who are cutting the crusts off their sandwiches for their babies and all the little things, changing deities and the endless laundry. It just went right. completely viral. And it, we started getting just, it just went so fast. We started getting 20, 30,000 new followers just within wow. the month until now we have, how many is it now, Rebecca? We have 895,000 oh followers. <laughs> and, and the nightly prayers that we were so excited when they reached 1,000 moms a night are now being shared by fifteen to 30,000 women every single night. So you clearly hit on something exactly. that women, that moms were needing. That's right. And so what we try to do is we try to find the hidden places in mother and the women that are going through certain things that feel unspoken about or unaddressed. And then we, we pray for them. Just a simple, tonight we yeah. actually pray for the mom who feels overwhelmed by all of the things on her to-do list, who doesn't know how she's going to get through it all, but Lord, she knows that you are her strength and she trusts that you are going to help her face everything that she has up ahead. And, you know, just simple things yeah. like that. But moms were saying, this is for me, but it's also also for these other women. So I think that's the neat thing about social media when done right, right, is that it can connect us to a world and a people that we couldn't connect with otherwise. Absolutely. I mean, in our everyday life, in our wildest dreams, we probably couldn't meet 895,000 people and have a positive impact on their world. And so it's a real gift to have these tools, like you said, when done right. And it's clearly touching 
touching the hearts of, of hundreds of thousands of women, which is amazing. So how, how does your, I mean, so it's a mother and daughter duo. Yes. How is your multi-generational, um, I guess, knowledge and relationship go into this? So what's neat is that we're in we're in different seasons. We're not bookends, but we're definitely looking at different pictures of I guess it's not really different pictures. We're looking at the same picture from different angles. Right. And so I'm looking at it, you know, forward going, I see what's up ahead. And mom's looking at it backward going, I know what you walked through. And so we're praying for the same mom. We're praying about the same things. But mom's address, my mom, is addressing <laughs> other moms that are going through things in her season. And I'm getting to speak into um, moms going through things in my season. But we each carry hope for each other and we each carry hope for uh, the generations that we get to speak into now I like to I like to mention mm-hmm. that the way we work together is pretty it's pretty relaxed I mean I was gonna I was gonna ask because I know not every mother-daughter relationship is smooth smooth sailing yeah. so yours yeah tell us tell we're us about really that. blessed in that our communication and the way we relate to one another is really easy would you agree we laugh a lot. We laugh and we just, sometimes we'll do these really fun little videos for our midnight mom. And oh, we'll nice. be like, in, like we did one yesterday in the school pickup line. And we could hardly <laughs> stop laughing. It was so funny because our camera was crooked and our faces and we couldn't see comments. And we, because, but because we're laughing and just yeah. enjoying each other's company while whatever's happening is happening. Right. I feel like that translates somehow into the picture of prayer is that it doesn't have to always be so hard Mm. when you pray your prayer can be a sigh it can be a song it can be a breath while you're standing by your kitchen sink or it can even be a cheer when you're at your son's football game or baseball game and when when you're yelling yay you're praising god and you're praying at the same time yay keep my son safe out there jesus watch over my daughter while she's doing her gymnastics oh that's a high balance beam i mean all these little things it's freedom our life it becomes a prayer and so we have that little relationship where we enjoy each other all the time and laugh all the time. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> and, you know, I get to call my mom. I have that, we have that relationship where I, I have the privilege of being able to still call my mom. And I know that there are a lot of women out there who don't have a mom that they can call and say, this is what I'm feeling. Am I okay? You know, no. I can't tell you how often I tell my mom something and then she just says, you're okay. And I'm like, that's really all I needed that's to hear. Need, yeah. And so I feel like we get to be that for other moms we get to say here's what you're going through and you're going to be okay but we use it in the language of prayer Mm -hmm. and so we were just talking about this on the way over here today and the idea that prayer is its own language that you know I'm having a conversation with somebody but I'm actually inviting somebody else to listen to a conversation that I'm having so let me paint this picture is that okay yeah go right ahead so I pray tonight for the mom who is tired Lord she's had a really long day and it's almost like I feel like moms will understand this when you pray for your kids and you're teaching them the idea of prayer. And so I'm praying for my daughter and she's listening to what prayer sounds like. She's listening to her mama say what she needs. She's listening to all of this. But at night, as we pray for these moms, as we pray for the one tired mom, we're inviting them to listen and then join in on that conversation. So right. we start this conversation with the Father, yeah. and then we say, join us. Yeah. Come alongside us and have this conversation with us. And we create this amazing sense of community. That's it. 
I mean, it is, it, it, every night, it goes so fast and so far. We will see it shared up to 2,000 times in under a minute sometimes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we will see people, and it will just go like that until almost midnight, the midnight hours. And yeah. I will stay and pray over mm-hmm. comments and needs that are expressed because that's my job. That's what I do. It's not yeah. a job. It's my passion. It's what I want to do. Yeah. So we will still pray. But it becomes a virtual um, community. Just almost like a giant place where we all gather in, in, in close proximity and yet spread out all over the world. So and I love the cover of our book because it's the beautiful little houses with the beautiful little mm-hmm. lights on in the windows at night. And when you think you're alone in that room, the Midnight Mom devotional prayer comes up. And now you realize that there are almost 2 million women who are exactly the same Exactly the same. And how comforting yes. to have that knowledge exactly. and not feel like you said, you don't feel so alone. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, it's so, so incredible. Parents, I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Becky Thompson and Susan Pitts. We need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of this conversation. At Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Punta Cana, Go big with rock star mini golf. Kick it with daily activities. Hit the arcade center. Learn superstar moves at the Kids Bop Experience. Roll a strike at the bowling bar. Chill at family-friendly lounges. Or have fun by the pool. Have the ultimate summer getaway this summer and book your trip during the ultimate Kids Bop live in experience at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Punta Cana. Happening from July 2nd through July 6th. And on July 3rd, the Kids Bop Kids will be performing live in concert, followed by a meet and greet. Your stay will be jam packed with nonstop dance parties, pool parties, and more. Your kids will also be able to participate in the Kids Bop Experience. Kids 6 through 12 years old can check in to the Pop Star Lounge where they'll be guided by their personal tour manager to reach their star potential. Sounds like fun. Kids will create the coolest band name, learn brand new dance moves, select a red carpet worthy wardrobe, take the A-list photo and perform on the big stage. For more information, visit hardrockhotelpuntacana.com. Parents, TeenCounseling.com connects your 13 to 19-year-old with a licensed professional counselor right where they spend most of their time, on their smartphone. The process starts by completing a short questionnaire to help them understand your relationship with your teen and their specific needs. You'll then be matched with a skilled therapist in TeenCounseling.com's network of specialists who will be available to start communicating within 24 hours. You'll have the opportunity to review their credentials and directly communicate with a counselor to make sure it's a good fit. Then, once you approve, the counselor and your teen will begin communicating directly. Teen Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's also more affordable than traditional counseling, and financial aid is available. So visit teencounseling.com slash Meg and help your teen take charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Parenting Great Kids with Dr. Meg Meeker listeners can get 10% off your first month at teencounseling.com slash Meg. 
So why why do you both think that I, I know that this came kind of mm-hmm. kind of out of the blue, sure. but why do you both think that you're called specifically to help mothers? Well, what's so neat is that our ministry to moms actually began before I was born, but we were we were in a ministry together. This is a great story, Molly. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> so will you share about how even before I was born you were praying for other moms? So when Becky was, I was pregnant with with Becky, Mm -hmm. and um, my husband went out of town for a job interview, and my family was back east. I was in Oklahoma, so I went to the hospital, and I was pretty much alone, you know, of course, with the hospital staff, but I was having 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 the baby baby by myself, and so everything went well, but I felt alone, and that feeling of being alone kind of stayed with me when I took her home. You know, you're up at night, and you're in the rocker, but the cool thing was my back door my uh, back door patio door I could see the hospital and on top of this hospital there's a white cross and I would stand at the back door of the hospital rocking my sweet little baby and praying for those mamas who might have been just as scared and we lived in that house for about 12 13 years and I did that nightly would stand at the door and pray for mamas who were at that hospital and it just became something that was a part of me. Yeah. I used to keep a, I always kept a prayer journal. And when uh, Becky started her first, she got her first book contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Hope Unfolding. It was a book for moms. Right. I always wrote everything by these prayer journals. And I said, I wonder what I prayed for her when she was, I was pregnant. Yeah. And I took a picture of that when I found out I was having her. And I sent it to her. And the picture said, the little picture. Is that okay? To a tell picture this? of your journal, though. I was explaining. Yeah. So you went back through your journals. I did. Can I share yeah. a little? Because I, I loved it. I want to say how it felt on my end. Because this know, was so it makes neat. Me cry, so go ahead. I know. I'll just explain. <laughs> I see you tearing up. So um, mom went back through her journal after you know I started writing the books. Just right. wondering what she had prayed for me when I was a baby. So she prayed holding me. But before she even prayed holding me, she prayed over me mm. in her tummy. Mm-hmm. And she wrote out those prayers in the journal. And in the journal, she found where she had written. Before she even knew if I was going to be a boy or a girl or if she had more than one baby. She didn't know anything. She just prayed for the baby in her tummy that the little one she carried would be an encouragement, especially to moms in the midnight, in the in, hard in hard places and hard seasons of motherhood. Wow. And who, and there was no, there was, was no way of knowing it in this particular direction all these years later. And for us, you know, this is such an encouraging thought because we realize that first of all, as moms, we know our prayers are powerful, but to get to see that lived out between us, all we want to do is encourage moms right. to pray. And, and the neat thing about the prayers we post at night and the prayers included in the devotional because the devotion is really just an extension of what happens online. You know, okay. it's 365 yeah. unique prayers for moms in different seasons and circumstances of life. But the one thing that we really, really want to do is make sure that women know that they're not alone. We want to make sure that women see that um, that the prayers that we're praying for them, the very specific prayers that we're helping them give voice to themselves, help them understand that their needs are important too. You know, we've got moms and they're praying for their kids and praying for their husbands or women that are praying for all their needs, but rarely do they stop and say, tonight I'm praying for myself. I'm praying for for myself. (laughs) And so we get to say, tonight we pray for you. And the neat thing about the book, and because there's so many different types of moms and different seasons of moms in the book, 
mentioned is that, you know, she might read that book and go, well, this prayer isn't for me, but that's but you've why. you got an index at the back, don't you? And exactly. like for specific situations and types of moms or grandmothers who are looking after their grandchildren yes. unexpectedly. Yes. And you've got something specific mm-hmm. for each, for whatever season, whatever mom, whatever that mom looks like yes. is going through, which is incredible. We were excited to offer that resource and make sure that we included the index. That was, that was mom's idea, actually. She said, I want to okay. make sure we can do this. But also, you know, at night, she might read the prayer and go, this isn't for me, but there's a line where it says, tonight I'm praying this for, mm. and she can write Jessica, you know, a friend, yeah. my neighbor, the mom at the pickup line, you know, whoever it is, she can write it on there. Right. But the cool thing is that mom, that Jessica, that friend at the pickup line, that whoever she is, might not even realize that there are a million moms praying for her and she didn't even know it. Didn't even know a cool idea. It's an amazing idea. (laughs) Amazing idea. I imagine it's changed both of your lives as well since this has started. Do you want to talk about that, Susan? I just think it's very interesting. I never thought, you know, having been a a person of prayer basically my whole life, which is something I enjoy and just love, but I never thought when I turned in my 60s that I would write a book. I never thought in my 60s I would have the (laughs) kind of reach to young women. I mean, these are these are young women. A lot yeah. of our audience, I mean, we have older women, but the majority of our women are younger, younger than moms. 35. Okay. I mean, these are the younger mamas mm-hmm. sometimes. And then I never thought that would happen. And I have people my own age tell me that just doing this gives them hope. And at first I was surprised. I'm like, well, how would that give you hope? And they always tell me, because we're not finished. Mm-hmm. Because we have something to say. And so to the yes. older moms, to the grandmoms, the nanas, the mimis, the gigis, the lollies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those mamas, the nanas, you know, all of you. I would say, pray for your children and your grandchildren. And keep going. You don't know what God has in store for them. And the riches that he has for them to, to enrich their lives. And it's your prayers last. You, have cre- you are creating a prayer legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I call it a prayer legacy. Yeah. And this book creates its own prayer legacy as they write the names of their friends and family and siblings and sisters and aunts. As they write it in the book, they will have this. And someday, I believe, we'll be hearing stories of mamas who will pull out the book and say, On June 18th, I prayed for this person. And it changed their life. It just changed their life. Yeah. And taking pictures of that. Do you remember when we prayed for that together? So it's just, it's just been, that's how it's changed my life, is that it's opened my heart and my, my life experience in a place I never imagined. Yeah. But in a place that's been such an incredible blessing. I, I'm, yeah, I, it's, it's, it, I say it's funny, but it's it's amazing because I've been talking with my grandmother, who's always been an intercessor. That is her. That has been her role, and she's been an, an evangelist most of her life too. A very passionate one, maybe a little embarrassing for us when we were growing up, you know. But um, she told me the other day because she was listening. She we went. Uh, she was went to her church, and her pastor said, you know, he's like, and to all of those out there who are, you know, in their later years of life and feel like they don't have anything to give. If you have breath, God is not finished with you. That's right. And how amazing to be in a position and to be doing something that you already loved and that God knew. He's like, you already love praying for people. I want to 
encourage you and yes. and give you more room for growth to bless w- women who you may never meet yes. and how wonderful to know that the words we speak that he hears will bear fruit that for, for like you said for years to come that's yes. right it's an incredible Amen. incredible legacy so ladies thank you both so much for joining me today and for sharing about this. Now, can you tell us where um, we can find out more information about you, Becky, because you have many books that you've written as well, and uh, where we can buy Midnight Mom devotional and where we can follow along with what you both are doing. Great. Well, we would love to connect um, with all those who are listening and want to join us in prayer on Facebook at Midnight Mom Devotional on Facebook. So you just type it into your search bar and our community will pop up. And then if you're interested in this resource, um, it's available online on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and a lot of other retail sites, but then also in-store in Target and Walmart and actually in Sam's Club. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's so, awesome. <laughs> grab that's amazing. We're everywhere. It's so great. So um, excited. And then, um, yeah, so you can just connect with us there or at beckythompson.com. That's where you can find my additional resources. Wonderful. So. Well, thank you both so much for coming. Thank you for sharing your heart behind this devotional. I know that it's going to continue to touch millions of moms and women's lives for many, many years to come. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, on to my points to ponder. One, moms, remember, you're not alone. You know, it's easy to feel like you're going through a situation that is specific to you and that nobody understands, but the truth of the matter is... There's always somebody out there who's gone through a very similar situation. Life is hard. We work hard for our kids. Sometimes as we get older, we take care of our parents. And many times it feels that our lives are overwhelming. Maybe we went through a hard time of a death or, you know, an economic issue. And when we go through hardship, we often feel that we're alone. But remember, you're never alone. There are thousands of moms out there who've been where you are, and they've come through it. Community is there. So don't believe it when you feel that you're alone. Reach out and find a community. At least you can go to Becky Thompson's Facebook page and find community there. Two, your prayers last. For those of us with faith in Christ, we know that the words we speak to God are heard. The hopes, the dreams, and fears of our hearts don't go wasted. So pray over yourself, your spouse, your friends, and your kids, and their kids. God never wastes any of our prayers, and I believe that He has a special heart for the prayers of mothers. So write down your prayers and wait to see how God will answer them over the years. Remember, they may not be answered in the time you want, But God always hears and God always answers. All right, parents, let's get social. You know I love hearing from you and interacting with you. And honestly and truly, I answer as many questions as I possibly can. You can always connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MegMeekerMD. Or if you have a question, send it to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Parents, I've been getting a lot of questions about the COVID virus pandemic, so I'm going to answer a few of them that many of you had that you wrote in about. First, there's a lot of different information out there right now about how COVID-19 is spread. Can you tell us the truth? Yes. COVID-19 is spread through hand-to-face 
contact. Many of us think that if someone sneezes on us or coughs on us, that that's the way that COVID is primarily spread. That's not true. Yes, if you're really close to somebody and they cough on you, they may infect you, but by far and away, the most common way people get infected is by touching someone who's infected or touching something that's infected and then touching their face. So the most important thing that you can do to prevent COVID-19, wash your hands, sanitize your hands whenever you touch anything, and train yourself not to touch your face. And my second question about the coronavirus had to do with parent guilt. One reader said, I'm working from home and wanting to pay attention to my kids. I don't know how to balance that without feeling like a terrible parent what should I do? Well, first of all, let's get this idea of being terrible parents out of your head. Now, how can I say that you're not a terrible parent? Well, first of all, you're here. You're listening to a podcast on parenting. You're paying attention to your kids. You're trying to make it work. And you know what? That counts for so much. It's really hard working from home when you have kids. I work from home and I don't have kids. And It's hard because you're distracted all the time. This is what I would recommend that you do, a couple things. First of all, schedule work time and schedule non-work time. Really take control of your schedule. Otherwise, you'll be doing 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And during that time, I don't know how old your kids are, but I would tell the kids during the time that mom is working or dad is working from nine to noon, here are the things that you need to be doing. You need to be reading. You need to be working on your math. You need to be coloring. You need to be doing some puzzles, whatever. You can go online and you can find some great math games and reading games for kids that will entertain your kids in a really educational way that can give them some time to work and be quiet away from you. If you're working at home with your spouse, um, tag team if you can. You know, one of you work in the morning, one of you work in the afternoon. The other thing is if you're working eight hour days, I really would ask your employer if you can cut back your work hours a little bit. Um, maybe that's not a possibility. The other thing that you could do would be to get up early in the morning, do a couple hours before the kids get up, um, or work a couple hours extra in the evening. But it's really important to give yourself a break here. This is a whole new thing for most parents who are working at home with their kids beside them. It's hard. It's really hard. So the best thing that you can do is schedule them doing reading time or math time or whatever. And it's perfectly fine to use a laptop or iPad, whatever, while you're working. And then again, try to carve some hours out early in the morning before they get up, go to bed early or get up when they do and work a couple hours in the evening um, when they're out there. But you're, you're doing a really hard thing. So just do your best. But for heaven's sakes, quit feeling guilty. You kind of feel like you can do half of one job well and half of another job well. Well, that's okay. Um, it, it really is going to be okay. And also tell your kids, you know, that's an unusual time. It's a hard time. I really need you to work and help out our family here. 
Parents, you know I love answering your questions, so keep sending them in to me. You can email me any parenting question to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Askmeg at megmeekermd.com. I also want to let you know that during the COVID pandemic, I'm going to be doing Facebook Lives every Friday afternoon. So keep looking at my website or Facebook page, meekerparenting.com, to check out what time those are going to be playing. I want to thank my co-host, Lizbeth, for filling in for me today. And of course, I want to thank our guests, Becky Thompson and Susan Pitts. If you want to find out more about Becky, you can go to beckythompson.com. There you can find out how to book her for a speaking engagement or read her latest blogs as well. All of this can be found at beckythompson.com. Dot com. Also, you can join the online community of Praying Moms on Facebook when you go to Midnight Mom Devotional on Facebook. Now let's recap my points to ponder. One, moms, remember, you're not alone. And two, your prayers last. So until next time, parents, always remember that great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening. And because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's Parenting Revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to share the podcast with other parents. Subscribe so you won't miss anything and leave us a review so we know how we're doing.